Again, if you think about the social determinants of health, you think about transportation being an issue, you think about childcare being an issue, uh, you think of all those things, money being an issue. So to have everything under one roof, instead of them having to leave with a script in hand and going to CVS or Rite Aid or some other pharmacy to get that filled, that is a transportation issue. Uh, that could be a childcare issue. It could be a job issue that they don't have the time to do that. So our kids many times were going without the medication because of legitimate reasons why the parents couldn't fill that script. And so our goal was to try to eliminate uh, as many barriers as possible. At the Children's Service Center, we know that we are in a very unique time in the world here in Northern Pennsylvania, and we are deeply committed to the wellness of young people and families in our community. So with this podcast, we will be keeping you up to date on new developments, announcements, and best practices that we can use to produce the best outcomes for our clients. Join us each week as we recognize and celebrate our wins, celebrate new programs, and explore our core values. Let's go now to the Children's Service Center podcast. Hello, everybody. It's MJ Durkin, and welcome to the Children's Service Center and the Robinson Counseling Center podcast. We are excited to be here today, and um, we've got a special guest, so you know him. I'm going to say hello to Mike Hopkins. Mike Hopkins, how are you today? I'm doing well. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. We've had some really great uh, podcast episodes um, uh, for the the uh, the Children's Service Center and the Robinson Counseling Center. And um, the more I get to know about this organization, the more excited I get, the more chill bumps go up my the back of my neck as an interviewer. It's one of the real fun parts of my job. So uh, I'm really enjoying getting to 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 know the heart of your people, uh, and your people have a lot of heart. I agree. Appreciate your support in in uh, driving the bus into the podcast land for us. It's a it's a new frontier for us. So appreciate the help. <laughs> well, thanks for saying that. And uh, and again, reminders to everybody that uh, you know this is a uh, a very unique way to uh, communicate with you all to get to perhaps uh, you know while you're on your Peloton driving to the grocery store, uh, driving to see a client. It's a great time to just. Uh, put the podcast on and just uh, maybe even put it on in the background and just get updated on some of the great things that uh, your colleagues are doing, uh, that the leadership uh, team is doing, and um, just to be more informed and uh, uh, ultimately to give better outcomes to your clients. So uh, today we're going to be talking about uh, all things integration. (laughs) So Mike, talk to us about uh, the integration between primary health services and behavioral health. Did I, did I get that correct? Uh, yes. Uh, the primary care and, and behavioral health integration is what we're working on. Um, we started actually four and a half years ago with a partnership with the Wright Center, and it's been a fantastic partnership. Um, the Wright Center leases space from us and provides primary care services to our clients. Um, we also have general pharmacy that does the same thing. So we have a pharmacy on site. We have a primary care provider on site. Um, and it's been a great relationship. And uh, like I said, starting in later this year, um, our goal is to bring those primary care services in-house and, and run them as the Cunningham Primary Care Center. And the name Cunningham comes from our, one of our current board members, but we've had a board member uh, named Cunningham on our board for 158 years. Uh, it started out with uh, George Cunningham is the current board member, his great I believe it's great. Great grandmother uh, was one of the original matriarchs of the home for friendless children, which became Children's Home, which became Children's Service Center. Um, so we're excited to, to honor George and his family and, and the legacy uh, by naming the primary care center after his family. 
Um, so what we're working on right now is, is really the hiring of a medical director for primary care services. And it's a new frontier for us as a behavioral health provider. Um, you know, it's, it's, uh, if you want to talk mental health, if you want to talk, uh, you know, trauma, if you want to talk about those types of things, um, we have, you know, 50 people that can uh, be very uh, fluent in, in discussing any area around that. And uh, when you get into primary care and physical health, um, it, the numbers go down quite a bit. We don't have a lot of expertise in that area, but we, like I said, we've had a great relationship with the Wright Center, and that's been that's been really helpful for all of our clients and staff, quite frankly, uh, taking advantage of that relationship. So what we're doing is we're hiring a um, we're looking for a primary care medical director who will come in and start primary care services uh, at the at the uh, under Children's Service Center, but with the Cunningham Primary Care Center, and hire the staff that we need to run a practice to start with, probably of about 120 patients a, a week coming through. Um, and our hope is to grow that over the next uh, three, you know, three, four years to see that growth continue and um, gain some of the benefits that come with adding that additional services and bringing it in-house. You know, one of the benefits we see is to have, you know, have the electronic health record for the primary care being the same electronic health record we use for uh, behavioral health. And what that does for us is any practitioner who's working has a client in front of them or going out to see a family, they can, you know, if they're, if they're taking advantage of the full array of services and primary care being part of that, they can see how the family's doing. They can see how the client's doing. They can see how the youth is doing, not only on the behavioral side, but on the, on the physical health side as well. So putting everything under one electronic health record, we think is going to make it a lot easier for our practitioners to have kind of the whole picture of what's happening with that client in front of them and make informed decisions based on best practice, based on all the needs of that client or family. Well, all under one roof um, and uh, and accessible and give uh, the person that's looking at that record uh, the full picture. Talk to me a little bit about... Um, about the the you know integration reverse integration what what sometimes sometimes happens in a primary care setting and um, you know I don't know if we'll label it but just uh, talk to us about the, the 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 two ways that it goes. Well, we're we're seeing more primary care providers add social work staff to their to their uh, complement that they can offer in a primary care setting, which I think is great. Um, it's it's sorely needed, and uh, I think it's it's better than how it was. Um, you know, to, to me, I was in I presented a few years ago in uh, at the medical college. I think I was in. Uh, uh, someone said what we were proposing to do was reverse integration, and I I stopped them and I said I I completely disagree with you. I think what we're doing is integration. I think what the primary care doing is kind of is doing is kind of reverse integration, and by that you know what I mean is that. The, the clients that come to us, the patients that we see, um, all for the most part, all have experienced some type of trauma in their life. And they've made that decision that they want to deal with that trauma and they want to get ahead of it and they want to heal and they want to feel better. And um, it's much different when they make that decision. That's a big step for our clients to take. And it's, it's much different than if you're going to a primary care provider because you're not feeling well and you got a sore arm or your back's hurting or, you, you know, you, you got the sniffles or a cold or whatever and you want to go see your doctor. You don't, have to, you don't have to deal with any of your trauma to do that. You just go and take, take care of it and then you go home. Um, for what, we, what we're doing is we're bringing that physical health piece into the behavioral health environment where I think we have an investment from our clients already that, they, you know, we want to treat the whole person um, not just the trauma, but also you know, the physical health that they're 
dealing with. And quite frankly, there's an integration between the two in, in many cases. Um, some of the physical health that they're dealing with is related to trauma that they've experienced uh, on the behavioral health side. So what we're doing, I think, is in true integration, bringing everything under one electronic health record, bringing everything under one management system, um, one organization, uh, really just looking to bring everything together. And we believe that's going to lead to the best outcomes possible for the clients that we serve. Well, it goes back to what you and I talked about in the first, uh, very first podcast episode that we did, which is the idea of um, uh, the the one stop shopping. Uh, and, and again, uh, not, not not for convenience to put stuff in a basket, uh, but um, I think you make a great point that the uh, the patient, the client, the consumer that makes a a conscious decision about uh, about trauma, about an incident, about something that has uh, uh, that has caused them, uh, you know, discomfort or emotional pain uh, is a lot different than um, coming there for a sore arm or a uh, you know a serious even even a, a serious primary care uh, health problem. So I think you've got um, you've got you got really real buy in right from from your clients that are like I have made a decision that uh, I, I need to take some action and I need to get involved in my own care. And again, that's what we've seen with our clients is they've made that big step. And um, we think they've invested in us and, and this is the least we can do to invest in them is to make it easier for them. A lot of the families we work with, um, I think it's 87% or so are on medical assistance or Medicare. So a large proportion of our, uh, of our clients are at that poverty line or below. So they have the social determinants of health issues that they're facing every day around housing and transportation and childcare and um, anything that we can do to make it easier for them to come to one place and during one visit have the option of receiving a whole bevy of services is really important for us to be able to offer that. And, um, you know, we're, we're seeing a lot with the social determinants of health. We started a fund named after another board member of ours, John Thalfeld, who's uh, with Tryon Industries. They've been a huge supporter of, of Children's Service Center over the years and Robinson Counseling Center. And we, we started a social determinants of health fund in their name to, um, again, allow our staff to be able to go to a fund when they need uh anything for when anything for their clients if they you know if, if the client is having housing issues or transportation issues or you know some of the things we bought a hot water heater uh, for their house because their their child was uh, going to school with dirty clothes and they didn't have a hot water heater that was working so the kid was you know dealing with all that stress at school because the clothes weren't clean. And so we bought them a hot water heater and got it installed and uh, the child was able to get clean clothes again. I mean, it's simple stuff like that where we've set funds aside to help our families um, deal with the, these basic needs that you and I would consider basic, but a true challenge for many of our clients. And so I think that's another piece that we're bringing to the table is all these uh, you know, these resources to help around transportation and childcare and, and, and housing and, you know, everything in that area, food, food, uh, not having enough food on the table for the kids, all that stuff. We've, we've seen, I think we, we started the fund about a month ago and we've seen about 20, uh, 20 requests for funding. And uh, we've pretty much hit most of the areas uh, that I just mentioned uh, have been covered at least uh, multiple times. Wow. Well, that's, that's really, uh, that's really powerful. It's uh... <laughs> it's tough to uh, 
tough to think about your your emotional and mental health when you're hungry uh, or your kids are hungry. So I, I uh, mm-hmm. uh, it's amazing. Um, talk to us a little bit about um, uh, again under the uh, the integration concept, uh, integrating. Uh, I understand you have some pharmacy and and lab services that are available or going to be available. To talk to uh, talk to the staff about what what that's going to entail. Yeah, when we opened in uh, the new building in 2017, the addition that we built onto the uh, 110-year-old building that was renovated as part of that project, we brought in Genoa Pharmacy, and uh, Jim Jim Lynch is the pharmacist there and is a great member of our team. Uh, certainly, has, has integrated himself into our system and, and <laughs> vice versa, and, and we uh, we really appreciate the work he does every day for you know, to help our clients. And so that that integration was. Um, you know, one of our, you know, our clients could see a practitioner, could have a medication uh, prescribed for them uh, electronically. That that script could be sent to the pharmacy. When the client left the practitioner's office, they could go check out. And when they were done checking out, they could walk across the lobby, pick up medication uh, that was prescribed for them, and out the door they went. And again, if, if with the medication in hand, again, if you think about the social determinants of health, you think about transportation being an issue, you think about childcare being an issue, uh, you think of all those things, money being an issue. So to have everything under one roof instead of them having to leave with a script in hand and going to CVS or Rite Aid or some other pharmacy to get that filled, that is a transportation issue. Uh, that could be a childcare issue. It could be a job issue that they don't have the time to do that. So our kids many times were going without the medication because of legitimate reasons why the parents couldn't fill that script. And so our goal was to try to eliminate uh, as many barriers as possible and be it with the relationship with the pharmacy, same thing with the lab. We're going to try to, you know, build the lab services into the new new construction that we have going on now. Uh, same thing with the right center and bring that primary care under the roof uh, back in 2017. Uh, again, we'll be taking that over in September of 17. But all those things are designed to make it as easy as possible on our clients to receive the services that they need in one place, in one stop, uh, with one organization, one culture, one mission, one vision. Um, whose goal is really just to, to get the needs met of everybody that comes in front of us. Well, I love that because, you know, uh, whenever there's um, uh, any, any consumer for anything, and we, we know this in, in, in our business in marketing, if there's any, any, any friction, uh, if there's any friction in someone trying to, you know, click on one of our offers or, you know, click on a, on something, uh, you know, a link or an advertisement that we do, if there's any friction, if they, they don't get sent right to the immediate, you know, page that they need to go to, we'll see people will drop off like crazy. Um, those, those folks that, uh, that, that need that medication, uh, uh, if there's friction and as you say, if they've got to deal with transportation issues, uh, and so forth, um, if they, if they don't get that medication because of the friction and the resistance, uh, that's not going to, going to result in a, in a great outcome. As we, uh, as we wrap things up on this great interview, talk to us a little bit about, um, uh, staff participating in some of the benefits of this uh, integration. We could probably do a whole other podcast on it, but just just give folks a little uh, update on what's been happening with that. I think one of the surprises that we had, which really isn't a surprise at all, I guess, if we if I would have thought it through better, but uh, the fact that all these services were available to our clients meant they were available to our staff also. So if the staff uh, had medication that they needed to pick up and they were going to some other pharmacy, now they could get it right in-house and um, not have to worry about that. Um, having wellness visits and, you know, several of our, our staff moved their primary care over to the right center uh, because it was so convenient. 
Um, again, just removing barriers, whether it's our staff or whether it's the clients, it doesn't really matter. Um, the more barriers you can remove, I think the better outcomes you're going to you're going to see. And uh, and tuned in, and the more I get to know about this uh, this great agency, this great organization, uh, the more impressed I am. So. Um, well, uh, Mike, this has been a great, uh, great interview. Uh, I really, I think that the the uh, the services that you're putting together, the integration uh, to help your clients, the consumers, the patients is um, it's just really powerful. And I hope that uh, uh, that all of the uh, the staff and colleagues um, have a chance to uh, listen. Uh, let me just say, as uh, to do a little promotion uh, for the Children's uh, Service Center podcast. Uh, that um, your recommendation to other folks, uh, to your coworkers, uh, letting people know um, uh, this. But you could also let people know about this uh, this link. People that are outside of the organization that you might think would would uh, would be important for them to uh, to hear some of this information. I don't think we're giving away any uh, super uh, military secrets, uh, uh, <laughs> as far as I could tell. Um, if, we, if we were worried about that, we wouldn't be doing podcasts. <laughs> So, so feel free to share, uh, share the link or let, uh, let uh, friends, relatives, neighbors listen in. Uh, maybe it's a, a way for you to uh, actually make a recommendation uh, to uh, get somebody some help. So um, thanks, everybody, for being here. Mike Hopkins, thank you for uh, the great information on, uh, on integrating primary care and behavioral health. Uh, and um, we, uh, we look forward to seeing all of you on the next episode of the Children's Service Center and the Robinson Counseling Center podcast. This concludes this episode of the Children's Service Center podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it. Make sure you check back regularly for new episodes and get connected to the culture of our integrated approach, where we are centered on providing the very best health. We'll see you again on the next episode.